0: Hi, we're here from curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff.
1: And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how to get your best tan with the least amount of damage and the surprising relationship between short-term and long-term memories. We'll also answer a listener question about whether black holes have edges with special guest Ralph Crew from the podcast Science News and Cues. Let's satisfy
0: some curiosity. If you're looking to get a tan this summer, then listen up. Because with a little bit of science, you can get your best tan with the least amount of damage. And let me say this straight off the bat. A tan is technically a sign of sun damage. The dark coloring you get after a day in the sun comes from pigment-producing cells in your skin called melanocytes that kick into gear as a response to UV radiation exposure. The pigment those melanocytes produce is known as melanin, and it acts as a sort of sun umbrella for DNA. It absorbs UVB radiation before it can reach the DNA and cause damage. More melanin means more pigment in your skin and greater UVB protection next time you hit the pool. If you go through this sun damage cycle too often, though, you increase your risk of skin cancer. And yet, we do need sunlight so your body can synthesize it into vitamin D. According to a 2017 study, 10 to 20 minutes of unprotected sun exposure will get you a solid amount of the vitamin D you need during the spring and summer months, although winter is a different story. A tan isn't the only way your body protects yourself from DNA damage. One other method is a sunburn. The inflammation that goes along with all that redness, swelling, and pain is a sign your body is trying to heal itself and protect your DNA. And part of that DNA repair process is the activation of a protein that regulates skin protection mechanisms. A recent study in Molecular Cell found that these protective mechanisms only get triggered every 48 hours. And that means that the big takeaway is that if you simply must get your tan on, then limit it to every other day. You'll get a better tan and you'll be protecting your DNA. It's a win-win.
1: Recent research has found a surprising relationship between short-term and long-term memories. And it could mean your memories are safer than you realized. Let's say you go on vacation or meet a new love interest. Your brain stores that event as a short-term memory. And for decades, neuroscientists thought those short-term memories would eventually move into another part of the brain responsible for long-term storage— But in 2017, MIT neuroscientists discovered both short-term and long-term memories are actually formed at the same time. We figured out a lot of what we know about the brain today from studying brain injuries. For example, in 1953, doctors tried to control the epileptic seizures of a man named Henry Mollison by removing his hippocampus. When he woke up, he couldn't store any new memories. Studies like this led scientists to believe that short-term memories are formed in the hippocampus, then transferred to long-term storage in the neocortex. Until recently, we thought that once those memories transferred over, they disappeared completely from the hippocampus. The 2017 study set out to trace memory storage and retrieval in lab mice. They labeled memory cells in three parts of the brain. The hippocampus, the prefrontal cortex, which is part of the neocortex, and the basolateral amygdala, which stores emotional content of memories. Then they gave the mice mild electric shocks to create memories of a fearful event. A day later, the team found that the fearful memories were being stored not only in the hippocampus, but also in the prefrontal cortex. At first, the mouse could only naturally recall the memories in the hippocampus. The memories in the prefrontal cortex could only be activated artificially by the researchers. Over the next two weeks, though, the memories in the prefrontal cortex matured, and those in the hippocampus went dormant but could still be activated. So it appears that your brain keeps a backup of every memory you form, and the researchers have reason to believe those memories never fully disappear. This is good news for people suffering from memory loss due to brain damage, as scientists may be able to recover those memories from the backups. And you thought backing up your hard drive was important. Which it is. Yes, but your body already does that for you in your own brain. Thanks,
0: Evolution. You can preserve your memories in a very concrete way with help from today's sponsor, Paint Your Life. With PaintYourLife.com, you can get an original painting of yourself, your children, family, a special place, or a cherished pet, all at a price you can afford.
1: You know, these days, we're always using these digital filters on all of our photos to, like, make them look cool and even old or nostalgic But this is a really cool way to make a photo you just take with your phone or a digital camera look really unique.
0: Yeah, this is not your everyday Instagram or Snapchat filter. This is a true painting done by hand by a world-class artist created from a favorite photo.
1: If you're looking for a truly meaningful gift, then you've got to try paintyourlife.com. You can browse paintyourlife.com and choose the artist whose work you like the most. And then work with them throughout the process until every detail is perfect.
0: And there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded. You'll end up with a truly special gift for someone you love or for yourself. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 30% off your painting. That is right, 30% off. And free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word CURIOUS to 484848. That's CURIOUS to 484848.
1: Text C-U-R-I-O-U-S to 484848. Message and data rates may apply.
0: We got a listener question about black holes, and we invited our friend Ralph Crew to help us answer it. He is the creator and co-host of Science News and Cues, also known as SNAC, a Carnegie Science Center podcast. And he's also the program development coordinator for Buell Planetarium and Observatory at Carnegie Science Center. Here's Ralph dropping some space knowledge.
2: So this next question comes from Raphael, and it has to do with black holes. Uh, which is one of my favorite topics, although it can be pretty tricky to talk about them. And he says, I understand that the gravitational pull of a black hole is so strong that light cannot escape, and that's why they appear as a black hole in space. The question I have is where exactly this phenomenon begins in space, meaning does a black hole have a well-defined edge or border to where on one side light cannot escape and then immediately on the other side of this edge of the black hole light is able to escape? Or... Is it more of a fuzzy border where it's a gray area instead of a black area? Kind of hilarious use of gray area there. Um, but yes, the answer is a black hole does have a very well-defined boundary where even light fired radially away from the black hole will curve back into the center of the singularity at the, the core of the black hole. And this is a sharply defined region However, it's not an exactly stable region. So while the edge of a black hole, the event horizon is well defined, there is a region of space around it where matter cannot orbit in a stable manner. Even light can't orbit in a stable manner. Light will either curve into the black hole and past the event horizon or will shoot off into infinity. Uh, however, its curvature can cause light to, say we have light coming from behind the black hole, it may do a loop around the black hole. Uh, and in fact, there's even a region here um, called the photon sphere, where light can have a stable orbit sort of going around the black hole. And this is a really strange region of space because if you could somehow survive here, you'd be able to look forward and see the back of your own head as the photons uh, did a full loop around the black hole. Now this area also is not a stable region. I wouldn't recommend going there, very dangerous. Uh, But the actual event horizon itself is fairly well-defined. And in fact, it is this nature of it being very well-defined that allows for Hawking radiation, which is the process that was theorized by Stephen Hawking in which black holes will slowly give off radiation and it comes from virtual particles so these particles that sort of just pop into existence in the universe in little pairs they tend to immediately annihilate around one another so they're not violating the laws of thermodynamics But if this happens right next to the event horizon of a black hole, one of the pair of these virtual particles falls into the black hole and the other one does not and radiates away. In this manner, black holes actually do lose mass, uh, which I think is really fascinating. And it's a rabbit hole that we could go down a lot longer, uh, but I don't think I have enough time to fully explore that. But yes, the answer is black holes do have a well-defined edge.
1: Once again, that was Ralph Crew, Program Development Coordinator for Buell Planetarium and Observatory at Carnegie Science Center. You can hear more from Ralph on his podcast, Science News and Q's, also known as SNAC. That's S-N-A-Q. We'll put a link to that in today's show notes. And thanks for your question,
0: Raphael. Before we recap what we learned today, we want to give a special shout out to Dr. Mary Yanti and Muhammad Shafaz, who are executive producers for today's episode, thanks to their generous support. Thank you so much. Now let's recap what we learned today.
1: Today we learned that if you want to tan, then you should get some sun every other day to protect your DNA. Oh, that rhymes.
0: And that your brain basically keeps a backup of your memories. And that black holes actually have an edge. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff.
1: And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious.
0: On the
2: Westwood One Podcast Network.